When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey heroes, welcome back to the pre-roll. Just letting you know that this is the second and final part of our special mini-series with a negotiation between Remington Youngblood and The Broker. And we'll be resuming episodes with the main characters and main cast next week. Before we get to the show though, because we don't have a mid-roll for these episodes, I have to take a quick moment here and tell you about our advertisers for this week. The first up is Fat Magic, a D&D 5e campaign setting. Fat Magic is a fantasy adventure about food, community, and spaghetti wizards for the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons. This more than 250-page book spans four immersive food-saturated settings and is packed with culinary spells, fantastical food monsters, and foodie subclasses, like the Pact of the Celebrity Chef Warlock, the Way of the Fermented Grain Monk, and the Saucerer Sorcerer. Best of all, it includes art by the official Courier's Call artist, Jess Kaczynski. If that piqued your interest, you should head to fatmagicrpg.com and back Fat Magic on Kickstarter right now. You can, of course, also find them by searching for Fat Magic on Kickstarter. A huge thank you to the Fat Magic team for sponsoring the show this week. Our next advertisement comes to us from The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi D&D actual play podcast. Join Voidmaster Jules with Bianca, Carlos, and Robert as they tell the story of three Voidfarers and the adventures that await them in the endless sea of swirling darkness they call The Void. Inspired by sci-fi classics like Firefly, Farscape, Cowboy Bebop, and the Mass Effect series, the pod has been cast is perfect for any and all lovers of cosmic gunslingers, cyberpunk hackers, and robots. Actually, they do have quite possibly too many robots, but you can find them over at the phbcast.com or on Instagram and Reddit at the pod has been cast. And of course, you can find them wherever you get your podcasts. To remind listeners, this show is GM'd by friend of the show, Jules, who you heard in the Skyjacks live episode playing a character who was literally made of cats. Jules has also done a bunch of episodes of One Shot and is always a delight to play with. I know their show is going to be good. So if you have the time, be sure to check them out. The last thing I want to say before we get to the show is that currently I have a new book out. It's a world building guide if you appreciate the detail and attention that we pay to world building on this show and you'd like to bring some of that to your home campaigns. I think it is a perfect companion for you. You can pick it up wherever books are sold and you can find a list of vendors over at bit.ly slash ultimate world building. Now, if you'd like to see the book in action, be sure to join me on July 29th as I invite my friend, fantasy author Alexandra Rowland, onto the one-shot Twitch stream to go through exercises in my book and build a world in front of your eyes in real time. And of course, because we're doing this as a Twitch event, we're going to be interacting and collaborating with our chat. Once again, that is going to be Thursday, July 29th at 6 p.m. Central Time over at twitch.tv slash one shot RPG. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's take to the sky. 
This feather weave was fascinating, though. It was brought to the attention of my office as uh, the Uhuru was looking to trade it with someone who could afford it. And those types of people can only really afford to do business here within the safety of this city and the black market itself. And of course, with such a valuable piece of trading cargo, we had to do our diligence and make sure that it was authentic. What we discovered, I believe, represents the most significant weakness that I have ever found in the Red Feather's domination of Sphere ever recorded. And it is that the feather weave they were trading was not authentic feather weave. In that, it operated exactly the way you would expect feather weave to operate. It could easily have kept ships aloft, and therefore I felt no trepidation trading it to partners, even if they didn't understand exactly how this feather weave was different or why this feather weave was different. But it was being held aboard the civility, outside the prying eyes of all of Sphere. I believe, and this is conjecture, I believe that the Red Feather Syndicate has a competitor in manufacturing, a competitor that they cannot control. And so they seize materials and house them away, studying to see how it was made, or perhaps just keeping it away from the rest of the world. What they have, the ability to create the most valuable resource in the whole of Sphere, is no longer wholly theirs. Once again, this is the broker speaking candidly. Yeah. And I am going to use the broker's bonus die on this one uh, to really drive this one home. Uh, well, actually, let me let me make sure before I, I offer that. Speak candidly. Does this place uh, you in a vulnerable position? I would argue yes, because the broker implied that he was willing to trade feather weave that was not authentic feather weave without telling a client, which is kind of a big deal. Yes, no, Um, very fair. uh, Is this information valuable to your opponent? I think potentially. Yeah, a little bit. And does your opponent like dealing with you in this moment? (sighs) Oh, it's it's warming up, but I don't think that can be the case until we've cleared the Tiberius Youngblood um, grievance. I agree. I am going to roll, I'm going to roll at plus two. I'm looking at the rewards for this and they don't seem to be valuable enough for me to want the bonus die. I roll an eight that does, uh, or no, that's more than an eight. That is a nine. Uh, either way, it, it takes me to 11. Okay. Uh, that is a full success. I get to choose two. I am going to gain two leverage. Mm-hmm. And I think, think i think i'm gonna take two leverage away from you three leverage even yeah three yeah even better even better well that is intriguing (laughs) i can see a few beyond the reasons you've already stated of course they can't use the feather weave and i do relish the idea of having some fresh enemies to hunt 
I do have to say the Tempest Armada's tactics can be quite samey, and Olivia is getting bored. But in the spirit of our newfound understanding, and since you share such things with me, allow me to share something with you. The Mariner. A problem. But a problem that the Red Feathers say they can deal with. In fact, their reputation relies on the fact that they can control the skies and control the land without the Mariner intervening. But something they're not letting anyone know is that really, and I obviously shouldn't be telling you this, but again, they aren't winning. Recently, the Red Feathers have been struggling against the Mariner. Things are not as they seem. How can that be? Uh, the, the Mariner's fleets uh, are, are bound to the sea. You should be able to attack at range without threat. Is it a lack of, of ships? It's overextension. If we were correctly supplied, if, 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 if the Red Feathers weren't trying to protect so many places, well, the Mariner would prove no problem. But there have been a number of skirmishes where our ships did not come out exactly as we'd like. Ghost fire cannons are still effective against isolated opponents. Uh, so I would be speaking candidly. I was using one of my personal, uh, uh, or oh, sorry, one of my general things that I created. Is that I th- mm-hmm. is that acceptable? Is that that's makes great. Sense? Yep, that's that is fine. yeah, that's very cool. All right. Uh, so speaking candidly, does my secret place me in a vulnerable position? I think so. <laughs> so. I mean, that's a betrayal of, of the Red Feather's confidence. Is the information mm-hmm. valuable to your opponent? Um, Questionable. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that That's like per- perhaps as, as intelligence, but certainly the broker would have to work to trade yeah. that information. Um, uh, probably the most that they would do is trade it to the information desk. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to... Because it's lightly valuable, I'm going to say no, because definitely the broker likes dealing with you in this moment. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I think that makes complete sense. That was more Remington kind of actually starting to make good on the concession of working against mm-hmm. the Red Feathers than, you know, ah, you specifically would really like this. Okay, so that's, I am rolling at a plus two. I rolled an eight up to a ten. So, oh, um... Right, so I am going to add a caveat to a concession. All right. Uh, And I think... I think I'm going to give myself two leverage. Because this is putting me in a position of trust. And the caveat is... Let's have a quick check. However, of course, um, you know, surrendering such information... And anything like this puts the young bloods and and myself personally at a significant risk of either losing face, which will make um, our understanding harder to execute, uh, or could could destroy the young bloods entirely. Which again, um, a dead ally is no ally at all. So I would say, as maybe exciting as this new relationship might be, let's. Let's bide our time. Let's be a little more careful and a little more patient. We don't want emotion to get the uh, the better of us, do we? 
Of course, I will still be willing to work with you against the Red Feathers. But my risk assessment may have to be recalibrated to the long term rather than the short. Of course. And I am reducing the take a major risk in a covert action to take a minor risk in a covert action. Gotcha. That's perfect. Then I... I think I'm going to roll to learn information. Okay. And I'm definitely, I will risk some resources here, bring my resources down to eight. I am going to, let's see, is this information unprotected? What what am I trying to get? Like, I think I want to learn a personal secret uh. about uh, uh, Tiberius that, that just feels like wise business okay. uh, course here. Um, I'm going to say that this information is protected. Uh, are you willing to risk being discovered? Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I'm going to roll this at plus two. Okay. All right. So that is a five that brings it up to a seven. I'm going to go with information uh, incomplete or imperfect. Give me an incomplete or imperfect secret uh, for the young buds. Incomplete or imperfect secret. I think it is that uh, you are aware that Remington has engaged in some sort of ritual magic in his past, Mm -hmm. but you're not sure exactly what. Okay, yeah. Then I think... I think I'm going to make an overture here. Okay. Um, the, uh, of course, and, and your reputation and your personal safety are very important to me. Uh, as the head of your family, you represent an incredibly powerful influence on Sphere. And I can't imagine finding a way to run this city and keep it safe without an ally like you backing me up. Uh, Which means, of course, there is a concern about your reputation and how we're to protect it. I took the liberty of uh, doing research and I uncovered some things. Um, I... In fact, uncovered some things about Tiberius uh, and other members of the extended family that I am sure you would also like to keep secret. I know at least a fraction of people who hold this information, and I could take steps to ensure that those people uh, are not a concern. And that would be something as a ally to you, a partner to you, that I, I would be willing to commit my office to. Did you praise your opponent? Yep. Did you spend a resource? I don't think so. I'm, I want to keep those in case I have to make concessions with them. And did you remind them of the value of your alliance? I would say so. Yep. That is a five plus two. Oof. That brings it to seven. That was very close. Yeah. And the uh, of of course the broker lied there. That was actually a deception. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
the broker uh, clearly did not know all of those things and presented that to to Remington to gauge Remington's reactions. Mm-hmm. Um, will you? Was I rolling from a strong position on the regular move? Yes. Did you provide substantive evidence to support your claim? Uh, no, not substantive. No, I would you say. were just like, oh, I know a secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would this substantially support your agenda if it were true? Absolutely, because this uh, the idea that there is compromise out there for the Youngblood family would significantly support me. Yeah. So I am still in the seven to nine range. So I choose one and you choose one. Okay. I, I would like to gain for leverage. Hmm. And I think I'd like to hold an advantage against you. Smart. Okay. (laughs) Of course, uh, any information that gets out would, of course, be um, problematic, especially when we're engaging in such a a delicate operation as the one we find ourselves in now. In in fact, I'd like to circle back round to that new arrangement. Um, Of course... One of your major concerns here is that Tiberius, as you hasten to make clear, acting under his own steam and rashly, as Tiberius was um, often wont to do, that he placed Bougenith in in jeopardy. And, um, well, working together as we are now, well, I, I, I think you can... You can find it in your heart to forgive the young bloods for Tiberius's actions, given the extraordinary lengths we're now going to to make it up to you and from this i am trying to uh, settle a matter mm-hmm. um, and i am trying to settle a 10 point but i only have eight points of leverage Ooh. so i am settling at one to three points lower all right so that comes to the matter cannot be completely settled uh or is there a role involved in this i don't think, I don't so. think so no you're just settled yeah. lower yeah uh so the matter cannot be completely settled with direct negotiations at this time outside parties believe both parties have acted in good faith and refuse to take sides in a conflict there are some arenas where you and your opponent are in open conflict and others where you behave as though they are a neutral party Your opponent uh, defines an arena where your conflict is open uh, and to their advantage, and you define an arena where your conflict is clandestine and at a stalemate, Mm. where it is open and to my advantage. Well, I think I'm going to. That's interesting. Do I? I think I'm. Although you were reading, I think that's from my perspective as the person who's trying to settle a matter. So I think the you in this situation is me. Is that correct? Oh yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it is. You're right. Because I think yeah. So. where our conflict is open and to um, your advantage is the fact, I think, that publicly, you know, the, the young bloods are towing the red feather line and all the broker killed, you know, 10% of our troops at Bougenith. So I'm keeping up the facade of, of working in lockstep while obviously we understand that I'm not. Okay, yeah, that that's good. An arena where your conflict is clandestine and at a stalemate Right now, I think leaving this meeting, there is the beginning of like the greatest espionage like operation in the history of Sphere as the Youngbloods have learned that their like closest ally is really just a matter of time until it becomes a predator. Yeah. And temporarily, at least, they have bound themselves to the broker. I think uh, 
knowing Remington, I, I think Remington long term does not want to have to have to work with the broker. Yeah. They would like to decide when the broker is an ally conveniently. Mm. So I, I think you are looking for ways to not be bound to agreements with the broker beyond business as usual, but and the broker is very much trying to keep you in that sway. Yeah. So it is, you know, obeying contracts and then looking for as many loopholes and ways to disobey those contracts as possible. Okay. Uh, and that matter is absolutely settled. I suppose actually, no, I should give you the opportunity to make a move since I just settled the matter, shouldn't I? Uh, speaking of, I would absolutely love to talk to you about a further business agreement. Uh, in fact, a, a contract uh, between the young bloods and the city of Bougenith. We certainly had a close call with the city's primary line of defense. The liquid swords monastery proved more unreliable than I am comfortable with. Now, uh, the office of the keeper of the trader's skull is responsible primarily for holding and negotiating that contract, and I'll admit I'm dissatisfied overall with uh, how we were exposed in that situation. I would love to know that should the need ever arise, either from threat of the mariner or unforeseen forces, perhaps even corsairs, I, I, I would love to have the security of knowing that young blood sails back our city. I, I would like to, to, to enter in, of course, a, a favorable and reasonable uh, contract between the young bloods and my offices uh, for personal defense of the city of Bougenith. So this is a ongoing contract. Actually, I'm going to roll to find this out Ooh. before I before I do this. I'm, I'm going to try. There is some secret information that I know that perhaps, and I'll use my advantage on this because this is kind of a cool move. All right. So that is an eight. Do I want to spend resources on the secret? Yeah, this is retroactively, but I would have spent resources on this because I do want this to work out. Is this information unprotected? No, absolutely not. And are you willing to risk being discovered? I don't think the broker would have been. So this overall got a nine. And I am going to say, I'm going to say an agent was captured. So I gain a leverage. You will gain a leverage. Uh there are whispers on the wind about Windrider Island. Uh, it's a fascinating place, obviously uh, a hub of art and culture, but I've become aware that there are artifacts leaving that place that my offices would be very much interested in examining. And in fact, if there are any prisoners uh, around related to the recent unpleasantness uh, that Olivia, I believe, was managing before being pulled away, I would just love to have a chance to speak with them. So the broker is also going to be asking for offer a major secret. Okay. 
The broker is referring to some events that transpired on Windrider Island that are the subject of recordings in the secret archive regarding the Blimpjacks crossover. <laughs> Olivia had become aware that a ship, unlike any ship on Sphere, had docked in the port that technically the young bloods control. Mm-hmm. That story isn't complete, but definitely the, the the fallout of this is that the young blood family currently controls magic that is uh, completely not understood, and it is like the broker definitely doesn't know the nature of it. He just knows that the young bloods have it, and. Also, the Youngbloods potentially have captured prisoners uh, from another world, and the broker has requested access to them to interrogate them. Okay. So, all in all, this is a... This is a four-point. Yes. Okay. So, I think I am going to reject this. Ooh, yes. Uh, And I'm going to use my advantage on this roll. Yep. kept going smart so uh but it's just a straight one i don't think i can get any positives nope so oh 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 i'm glad i had that advantage i got an eight uh <laughs> oh yeah, wow it would have been a oh actually it would have been a seven well mm, i don't know anyway well. it was an eight so i can discard any element of their request and accept the altered terms of the value of the concession is unchanged so it was either offering that major secret or entering an ongoing contract, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah. Yep, that was it. Uh, I mean, ultimately, that's Olivia's thing. Yeah, so I think I'm going to... Well, of course, um, in the spirit of information sharing, I'm sure I can find some arrangement with uh, whatever we extracted from Windrider Island. But, um, I mean, I'm already committed uh, so much to our, our, our existing relationship that surely in arrangements you want are already captured by our existing things. And of course, this sort of thing, although I understand your position, is best left um, uncommitted to paper, as it were. The broker nods. I, I, I think, like, as the audience we can see is, like, the part of the concession that you've allowed is definitely whatever Olivia has uncovered yep. on Windrider. Yep. There is a bit of a sparkle in their eye that the audience can appreciate. And that is what Broker cared about the most. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Now, Broker, since things have become much more cordial and hopefully mutually beneficial to the both of us, my mind keeps coming back to the one large blocker in our situation. And I, I realise that, uh, and well, I must assume an, an only child like yourself, uh, cannot fully appreciate the bond that one might have with one's siblings and the pain that one feels when they are lost. And the thing is, Tiberius wasn't the only young blood who was lost in Bougenith. The broker squints at that. <laughs> I am aware that you have... Well, of course I'm aware you've had dealings with the crew of the Uhuru. But did you know that one of theirs was um, another brother of mine? I did not. Dref, the admittedly quite strange little man, was actually Alistair Youngblood. And I am unfortunately grieving for two siblings, and that is what I'm bringing here. And that is, unfortunately, a matter that I personally feel very strongly needs to be settled. Because 
well, yes, of course. And then I'm gonna, so I'm gonna make my uh, speaking candidly roll. Um, mm-hmm. Does my secret place me in a vulnerable position? I mean, I'm on the fence about that one. I, I think perhaps yeah. you don't know how much the broker knew about Dref. Uh, and certainly the broker can learn things. But like Dref's necromancy is a secret pretty well kept within the crew. But knowing that for a time a young blood sailed with the Uhuru, yeah. I think that could be a big bit of copper okay. for sure so you're gonna am i you're gonna give me the point on that one yeah okay. no you get the point on that all right one. is the information valuable to your opponent you'd have to answer that one as well perhaps in this negotiation uh i'll i'll, I'll give that to you because i i don't know how how much this favors anything that you might ask of me <laughs> and uh well does my opponent like me uh when dealing in this moment i think so okay uh, yeah all right, so uh, that's I'm rolling with a plus three, and that's a well, I rolled a ten anyway, so that's a thirteen. There you go. And I think at that point, the conciliatory smile drops from Remington's face, and um, underneath it is a very, very stern expression. And of course, you understand the lengths that I would go to to avenge one sibling. Well, the lengths of two. I would move sea and earth to avenge that and i this was a deception it was a veiled threat Mm -hmm. ah yes doubling down on the my family's dead and this makes me sad uh Mm -hmm. so uh, would i be rolling from a strong position on the regular move yes absolutely Uh, did i provide substantive evidence i revealed a secret well i mean it's only Mm -hmm. my word but i guess is that substantive yeah yeah um substantive like you all you would have to do is you you captured tiberius's journals all you'd have to do is like put that down on the table yeah Uh, yes in which case yes i i pushed one of tiberius's journals across the table um and would this substantially support your opponent's agenda if it were true you know here's the ironic thing I think yes, oh. which is why the broker would meet this with confusion. But but well, first, resolve the move. Okay, what are, you, what are you gaining out of this? Well, so I, yeah, I, I rolled the ten. I actually had a plus three on it anyway. But um, I think I, I think it's a yeah. Um, I classic. I gain four leverage, and my opponent loses three. Wow, because a seven differential is too good to pass up. Yeah, that's huge. I'm down to two leverage here. The broker furrows their brow for a second uh i i i'm i'm sorry this is a lot to take in you're telling me that dref of the uhuru was in reality alistair youngblood the your your brother who died two years ago and you're coming to me with the grievance that this is somehow my fault when your brother Tiberius is the one who struck down Dref in one of your hotels under your express protection. The broker is going to state a grievance here. The audacity of that statement 
is so profound. Your brother bribed members of my staff to gain entrance into my hotel. Uh, your brother continually bid against me at the reference desk to hold the secrets of the crew of the Uhuru, including the whereabouts of Dref, uh, to the point where my coffers were significantly impacted. Not only that, but Tiberius slayed members of my staff and cost me my percentage of the deal that I was operating with Uhuru in the first place, which I will point out was with your brother in the first place. And you've come to me and you've told me that the actions of your brother are somehow my fault? Sir, I have said repeatedly throughout our discussion here that I respect you and I respect your position and I even respect your emotional response to this situation, uh, but this is far beyond the pale. I am not responsible for the actions of Tiberius Youngblood. If anything, you are responsible for the action of Tiberius Youngblood. I should be upset with you for having your brother take action that cost me money. And the way he says, cost me money, it sounds like it's got the same intonation of you killed my brother. Yeah. Let's see. Are you capitalizing on a secret? I mean, yeah, yes, I'm capitalizing on the secret you just told me. Is it personal? Weirdly. No, I mean, I mean, treating it as personal, well, if, but, if somebody yeah. says you cost me money, like they, like a sibling has died, I think that's personal. <laughs> and are you willing to lose composure? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is, so this is rolling, rolling from a plus three here. Okay, that is a nine overall. I gain two leverage, but I, I have to choose two. I will immediately demand a concession. Let me assure you something, young bud. The methods by which I track debts are unlike that of any scene on Sphere. I can calculate debts and balances and risks with greater accuracy and with greater speed than anyone on Sphere. I am not a person that you would like to trifle with. Don't come into my office uh, parading the, the malfeasance of your brother in front of me as though it's somehow my fault. I have given you information that should help you secure the power and safety of your family uh, from here far into the future. And I have done this in good faith. I will look past this insult, but I'm afraid you are going to need to substantially stand for it. I have a reputation that was besmirched by the actions of your brother. Someone under my care who did business with me suffered while under my care and while doing business with me. Now, you are correct in assuming that the crew of the Uhuru desired revenge against Tiberius Youngblood for the death of the very same Dref, Alistair Youngblood. And 
as part of an agreement to make up for the fact that Dref died in my hotel on my territory, I allowed them to exact this revenge personally. Now, I also conceded quite a bit to them in order to make sure that my reputation stayed intact. I cannot have Olivia Youngblood going out and destroying this crew after working so hard to preserve them. They need to know, and more than that, the world needs to know that business done in Bujanith under the protection of the black market and oversight of the broker is sacred. Now, I will allow you some measure of revenge, but Olivia must not sink the Uhur. Uh, perhaps, perhaps she could strike down uh, the, the person who struck down Tiberius, uh, uh, Gable, I believe it was. Mm. Uh, that's there seems to be some poetic justice in that, but your revenge will stop short of destroying the ship, most certainly. I cannot tolerate that. After all, it seems your family is the root of that very problem. Secondly, I will require a ship. <laughs> and this is the broker way overextending his hand. He, uh, the broker definitely gets raised eyebrows at that last part. Yeah, uh, so the broker is going to... I, I've only got four points, mm. oh, I should, uh, uh, so I can't ask for a ship. I Yeah, so I am offering... I'm having you appear weaker on the world stage. If Olivia Youngblood goes after the Uhuru with the you know full force of the Youngblood Armada and does not capture mm. that ship, that is not a good look. I also will require the services of one of your vessels. It really doesn't matter which one uh, to ferry a bit of cargo for me. I think I'm going to accept it, but with a caveat. Of course. Yes, as you say, Tiberius is, of course, the perpetrator but as you've admitted yourself, he managed to bribe some of your organisation, which should give you pause for thought. But you have, you have admitted that you do bear some responsibility, despite it being a young blood who has done the deed. Fine. I would be happy to provide you the resources to ship some cargo. No questions asked, of course. But if Olivia gets a chance at the Uhuru? Well, you know Olivia Youngblood, or at least you know her by reputation. There is no force on Sphere that will stop her from sinking that vessel. But what you really care about is not the lives of these little pirates. What you care about is your reputation. And let me tell you, there are plenty of reasons why we might want to hunt down and destroy a Corsair ship. Especially a Corsair ship that destroyed the civility. 
which is a significant asset, not for us, but we just have to do our jobs. There's nothing personal about it. It's just good business. And so basically what I'm doing is changing it from an appear weaker on the world stage to um, risking your reputation. I'm hearing that you would like to do more damage than I requested, but the uh, my point stands my protection needs to stand in place perhaps in order to maintain olivia's reputation i could be willing to allow you to capture oromar vale as a prisoner i think we can agree to that then the broker nods Okay, so I have another four concession. Right. Uh, dun 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 dun. Seems about time you demand a concession of me. You've got quite a Oh, yes, I, I have some plans. <laughs> and fortunately, in your little tirade, you did reveal something to me, which is the Tiberius Youngblood died with your express permission. Absolutely. Of course, you have a reputation to uphold. But in protecting your reputation, you removed from the Youngblood family one of its greatest assets. In fact, <laughs> in fact, and Tiberius may have been hot-headed, but he was definitely effective and beloved. He is worth more to me, or was worth more to me, than a huge sum of money. And... You count on balance sheets and with your accountants, but the ties of blood, they can't be counted on that kind of thing. You apparently don't understand the situation. So, having jeopardised my business to an incalculable amount of value, priceless in fact, you will do the same for me and we will call it quits there. Crack open your coffers and give my organisation unmitigated access to the information of Bourgeonneth. And sure, sure, at that point, you will have paid the blood price. Do we have an understanding? And for this... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I don't think we do. Are you asking to know the internal ledgers of the black market? Or are you asking to use our methodologies for your business? Uh, so actually, for an external clarification, um, what's the, it's the information desk, right? Uh, so the, that is not controlled. Oh, the reference desk is not controlled desk. by the broker. Oh, okay. However, you could... You, you could request that uh, the broker spend a significant amount of resources at the reference desk on your behest uh, for, you know, discovering whatever information you would need, wherever you would need it, according to whatever the reference desk holds. Ah, yes. Okay. I th yeah, no, I absolutely. I think that still scans with, um, with the way I put it. Mm -hmm. Yes, you will spend whatever resources and whatever capital I demand of you in order to put this right at the reference desk. I want to plunder that desk. I want to know every little thing. I want it turned inside out. 
Interesting. So what I'm demanding here is I want the broker to offer irreplaceable resources. I want them to, I mean, fundamentally offering a secret slash secrets that puts their organization at risk. Um, And I think I'm also asking them to, well, I suppose this is part of the business of the information desk and they're studiously neutral. So it's -hmm. it's probably not a betrayal because you're just using the reference. Yeah, I'm just just paying them. Yeah. Yeah. so in fact, I think it's probably those two things. So that's a six point. Yeah, that's a six point um, concession. Six point. So the broker sits back in their chair and thinks, oh, "I only get an eight. <sighs> I did roll. I did roll a one there. Let me see. Uh, yeah, it's just a straight two d six roll. There's nothing I can add to that. A seven to nine. I may discard." any element of their request and accept the altered terms. So I am willing to bring you information from the reference desk. Unfortunately, as my city has recently suffered circumstances that have prevented a large part of our clientele from freely and comfortably doing business within our borders, I do not have the resources to pay our way through. But if it is espionage and especially information from the reference desk that you require, I would be willing to commit agents towards extracting that information on your behalf. Of course, adopting the risk on my own or on my organization's own. You truly do value money. But yes, that is acceptable. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, then, I think... I think we should consider the matter of Tiberius's death to be entirely settled between us. You have definitely stomped and and, and put further uh, enough fervor for me to understand that uh, he was very important to you, though I will take issue with you suggesting that he is one of the most valuable assets from your family, uh, I respect your family far too much to concede to that point. But I, I believe with what we've agreed to already, uh, this should be more than enough. Um, what a horrible so, little backhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your family dog was more valuable than Tiberius Youngblood. Uh, I mean, that is a man that tried to get the Mariner to attack this. City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this is it, within the equal range. Mm-hmm. The matter is officially settled. Outside observers view both parties as good faith actors and will look unfavorably on any escalating tension from either side. Your organizations consider one another to be neutral. Personally, you might carry out some resentment towards your opponent and you might strike at them through clandestine means, but you can never act openly. You and your opponent choose to either trust or betray your agreement. If both of you uh, trust your agreement, uh, recover one resource uh, for your mutually beneficial peace. If one of you betrays the other, well, well, the other trusts, the betrayer recovers three. 
uh, and describes a scheme to screw the other over uh, that goes undetected. If you both betray, each lose two resources and describe ill-advised behind-the-scenes squabbling. Oh no, the prisoner's dilemma. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we'll see what my uh, my feeling on game theory is. How do you want to resolve this? Um, I think we should write down our response and hold it up to the camera. Yep. Okay, I'm ready to go. The, the broker chose to betray. I thought I thought goading you at the end there by suggesting that uh, Tiberius wasn't worth anything would definitely guarantee a betrayal. <laughs> um, I do think this is a half-hearted betrayal. I, I think really the broker has just done what uh, they consider to be business as usual, but probably uh, Tiberius, should he discover it, would consider it a betrayal in that the broker is infiltrating the Youngblood family yeah. um, uh, to spy on them uh, very, very closely. So that's that. Uh, great. So okay. we've both resolved the the largest uh, grievance. I am now kind of thinking, looking at this, and especially looking at the time that we have put into this negotiation, mm-hmm. that perhaps three grievances was too much. Uh, let, yeah. Uh, should we take uh, the... Eight or the five point grievances off. I think either one is is going to be good. Well, quite frankly, I mean, I have enough leverage that I'm probably going to resolve one very soon. So um, I don't mind. All right. All right. I don't know from a because I could over settle if I gain just a little bit more leverage and I could over settle the five. I don't know if that would be interesting. I think that would be interesting. I I, I, I would. So let's remove the eights. Remove the eights. Oh, no, that's the wrong button. There we go. Cool. All right, so that just means that I want to gain a little bit more leverage. So I think I'm going to speak candidly. Oh, no, I'll make an overture. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Very good. I'm... I'm very happy that we have come to such an accord. Um, I was concerned that maybe a professional pride would overtake any ability to negotiate here. But as ever, I find myself impressed with your ability to act as a cool-headed and neutral party. I think as good as our trading relationship has been in the past and as bad as Tiberius's transgressions against your city have been, I think this might be the beginning of a new era, a very profitable era for the both of us with our newfound relationship. And although I can't commit to anything right this moment, I foresee a significant uptick in black market trade from our previous situation. And so, yeah, I'm making an overture. I'm kind of harking back to a previous relationship Mm -hmm. and, well, almost kind of one-upping it. So... Did I praise my opponent? Yes. I did. Um, did I spend a resource? I was specifically non-committal, yeah, so I feel I, like I didn't. I feel like you did not, yeah. Yeah, and did I remind them of the value of our alliance? I mean, I said, I can give you a bunch of money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool, so. Oh, no. I rolled snake eyes. Oh, ooh. ooh. <laughs> so I, it's a four. Um. Oh, wow, there is n- so I nothing... Uh, on a miss, your opponent gains one leverage and an advantage die. 
uh, to state Oof. a grievance. Well, wow. that that did not go as I wanted at all. <laughs> yeah, um, and I need to seize on this because you're right. You can absolutely oversettle uh, and end this, and I will not have nearly enough leverage to even even fall short a little bit of the last grievance. Uh, so I need to do this quite quickly. Well, uh, I'm I, I'm I'm confused. You're you're. We, we've all already agreed to business, and unless you can commit to something substantial, I I fail to see how that was anything of substance. Here's the, the thing, Remington, may I address you by your first name? Yes, of course. I struggle to uh, see where a social relationship stands, so I appreciate your candor there. Remington, my issue is that most of what you have brought to me feels as though it is of little substance, in that I am trying to reconcile with you because I care about business. Uh, the relationship that we will have together in an official capacity. And you have repeatedly appealed to emotion, which again is a thing that I understand other people place a great deal of stock in. Uh, But your emotions are ill-founded. Your brother was betraying you as he was betraying my city and betraying human decency in the actions that he took. And I believe his ambitions drove the Red Feathers to take. This is a huge mess. And I have gone to not inconsiderable lengths to accommodate your emotional reaction to this mess. But it's all been in the name of Tiberius Youngblood, a man who I will remind you not only sought to expose this city to the Mariners' predations, sought to rob this city of its valuable freedom that also impacts your business, but to do these things to kill your youngest brother. And more than that, seize himself an armada to challenge goodness knows whose power. But I feel we would be remiss if we did not assume that on some level he sought to oppose yours. I do want to settle matters. I do. I am frustrated because it seems as though you are obsessed with the least important aspects of this negotiation. And moving forward, I would like the assurance that that is off the table. Um, so I have stated a grievance that, uh, hey, come on, this is over Tiberius. What are we yeah. doing? Uh, am I capitalizing on a secret? Yeah, several. Uh, is it personal? I've suggested that it's personal. Are you willing mm-hmm. to lose composure? I think he is definitely flirting with losing composure, if not there sure. already. Yeah. Um, I am going to not add 
my bonus die to this because I think I'm going to need that for when you try <laughs> for when you capitalize <laughs> on all that leverage later on. Oh yes. Uh, all right. I on top of the plus three, I managed to roll a uh, looks like an eleven, so I'm good. I gain plus three leverage on that, which brings me to four, which. If the next thing you do is resolve over resolve your issue, I will at least be able to get close when I am forced well, to resolve yes. mine. You are you are correct. My relationship with my brother has cast a pall over these entire negotiations. But as I said, from a purely material standpoint, what you executed during the Red Feathers plans has caused issues, as we well know, with the Youngbloods trading in this city, which I'm not going to pretend is of only only of value to you. As you stated before, we rely on the trade here, and again, your decision to kill so many of uh, the Red Feather troops in such a horrific way has really set the syndicate against you. And what I'm going to need, especially if we're going to continue with our, with our arrangement, is I need your assurance that we will be able to con- continue trading in such a clandestine way as to not earn the young bloods the ire of the red feathers and also keep this from the administration civic administration of your city because i do not want this information getting out and i do not want this information being sold to the reference desk um and so i am going to be asking uh, the broker to enter an ongoing contract. Mm-hmm. Um, would this be a major risk in a covert task? Um, I would consider this a minor risk. Uh, yeah, minor sure. risk in a covert task. And offering favorable business. Yeah. Uh, I think I will accept that concession. Um, I really don't think I need to reject any part of it. That's so reasonable um in fact i will be magnanimous about it okay i understand your concern i am also uh frustrated with the chilly relations that i currently have with the red feather syndicate uh in the interim during this period of chilliness in our relationship I would be more than happy to ensure that records of your ships or your agents landing at our ports and doing business in our market are kept in the strictest confidence. Even if I need to commit Clearwater ships to carry cargo to the market on your behalf, I will make sure that no one knows you are operating in our city. I will also take steps to enter negotiations with the syndicate themselves. Again, 
I feel with what we dealt with was a bit of a whoopsie. A big mistake on everybody's part. I am sure that there are plenty of Red Feather officials who are not happy with the actions of Tiberius Youngblood, or for that matter, Argus Westfield. And that means that all of this can be solved with discussion. I won't have the city appear weak. We are not going to roll over for the syndicate, but I will after an acceptable period of hostility, will commit resources to making amends. Um, So he is offered to, in addition to what uh, he's already committing to in this, uh, spend minor resources on easing tensions with the Red Feather Syndicate, um, which to the broker, spending resources, that's a big deal. That's second base. Um, uh, so there's that, and that will get me to leverage, uh, which I will immediately use that to demand a concession. (sighs) What's the last thing that I need? Should Olivia survive your endeavor, I am going to require her services leading a clandestine mission. I will also need the details of this mission to remain an absolute secret, even from yourself. It will be a deal between me and Olivia. Now, I cannot guarantee that Olivia won't volunteer that information to you, but if I discover that she has, obviously that will disrupt our arrangement considerably. I'll allow Olivia to continue to pursue the Uhuru and Oromar Vale, Uh, Something that I would advise against, but clearly this is a family matter. If Olivia survives that encounter, which I cannot guarantee she will, I will require her services. There's that. So he's asking you to offer a major resource or offer irreplaceable resources uh even even mm-hmm. if it's temporarily technically take a major covert risk it, it's stretching the definition a little bit because he's asking for yes. this to be secret from you um but that Perfect would be spending five leverage bringing him down to one okay hmm in which case let's let's try and reject that and see see what i can get yeah. on a flat roll yeah, no advantage, nothing. Let's just see what the dice say. Oh, incredible. That was a three. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, what does that do? Uh, I accept the con- de- uh, concession and you gain two leverage. Okay. All right. Not that I can use them for much at this point, but yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Remington sort of sits back in his chair and looks thoughtful for a moment. And just says, well played, broker. Olivia is very much her own person, beyond threatening to take away her ships. There's not really much that I can do. However, 
I can almost guarantee that she will jump at the chance to do some sort of clandestine operation if it were only to annoy me personally. So, yes, fine. Wonderful. Of course. Wonderful. That, uh, I feel this is going very well. Yes. Well, as do I. Now, your earlier problems about me offering things that are only ephemeral and insubstantive, I hope, has been roundly put to bed. Although I have to say the fact that you consider my um, agreement to working against the Red Feather Syndicate as insubstantive is, well... No, uh, if we weren't in uh, I such... will clear up. Uh, uh, what, what I meant is the grievances that you bring against me being insubstantial. Especially in the light of the truth? Well, given, honestly, how incredibly generous and conciliatory I've been, giving you personal access to the resources of the young blood family and what one might call the greatest asset that we possess in Olivia, that we have done more than enough to address any existential problems my brother may have attempted and not executed on your city. The threat of a sword, once that sword has been put away, is nothing. No one got hit, except, in fact, the Red Feathers, by you, repeatedly, and me, by you, or at least your agents. So, at this point, I think these negotiations are over, and we cannot be more generous. All right, so and, uh, you're resolving the final concessions that you have? How many concessions? Yes. Uh, so, um, you just added, what was it, four? So that's putting me, I think, up to 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I am going to, yeah, resolve your level five concession, but I am going to double it. Um well, no, so yeah. what you're doing is you're taking the concessions that you have that I have given to you. Sorry, so, sorry, yeah. I'm settling a matter. Settle, settle so matter. I'm, se- I'm settling your ah. grievance with my with my um, concession score, I suppose. Um, but I'm doubling up that up by spending Oof. 10 um, concession points on a level 5 grievance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the, the text for that is, you have so thoroughly settled the issue that your opponent will never feel justified in raising the issue again. Outside observers may feel you appeared weak, but they have to agree that you are more than fair. The, yeah, the broker in this is absolutely forced to admit that, you know, you have acted in good faith and are taking actual pains uh, to resolve things, even, even having to recognize that you see matters as more severe than the broker did. Hmm. So like, the broker, I think it's the, at the point because I did work to betray you on the other side of things. The broker, again, sees that as business as usual, but yeah. might in silent moments during the night go, should I be doing this? <laughs> it's probably fine. I hope it's fine. It says so in the broker's handbook. Yeah, uh, so the the broker the broker definitely feels weird, and that's probably why the betrayal ends up being half hearted. I, I think yes, yeah. that like ooh more could have been done. Uh, the broker like 
if if the spies find out about conflicts within the family might have like tried to influence them one way or the other but now it's like no we just know that information and yeah. even maybe take steps to keep that off of the reference desk you cool. Having resolved your final grievance put me in the position of I have to immediately resolve my final grievances because the negotiation is done. I thankfully, thanks to a couple of very lucky rolls towards the end there, did manage to put together a five-point grievance that did not change in value. Ah. So, so lucky for that. Um, I am able to equal your grievances here once again we are put in the position of deciding to trust or betray the settlement and write down on your paper what you are going to do i will write what i am going to do on three i suppose we will show them the screen one two and three all right hey we, it's a couple of trusts yeah we each walk away with an extra resource nobody is bankrupted uh by by these negotiations and all matters are settled grand the broker nods at this uh yeah, yes i believe our, our business is concluded i don't shake hands uh as it were but uh the full opportunities uh, that my city provides are at our disposal. Uh, perhaps you would like to see a play or or, or a ballet of, of some kind. Uh, I could avail you of, of some of the wonderful restaurants that we have here. Uh, it's the safest seafood in all of Sphere. Yes, well, I'm always partial to a joust. I'm sure something could be arranged. Like the broker will, will uh, summon over a, a spooky butler. Uh, uh, Go go rally uh, 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 some folks. We'll, we'll, we'll put together an exhibition match. Uh, my treat, of course. One one final detail that I just have uh, in the back of my mind is I, I I like the idea that although the broker says, "Oh well, I'm not the kind of person to shake hands," they have a, a specific spooky butler who does the handshaking for yes! them. Yes. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> turn out and they've got like a beautiful sort of like white velvet glove or something that's specifically for shaking the hands of valued clientele yes yes absolutely (laughs) and with that i think the camera slowly moves out through that skull-shaped window that overlooks this city as the gray and cloudy sky breaks to show a cautious and golden thread of sunlight moving down through the clouds as day begins to transition into twilight. And there we have it, folks. Lovely. Wow. Oof. This episode was edited by Allie Grauer. Before we end the show, I'd like to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. First up, a name correction, Andrew Lucchese, thank you so much. Meg E., thank you. Ethan Whiteley, thank you so much. 
Desmond Universe. Thank you very much. Greg Carabas. Thank you. Ben Colson. Thank you so much. Jason Evans. Thank you. Eli. Thank you very much. John Berendt. Thank you so much. Christopher Walker. Thank you. Mel McMeans. Thank you very much. Casper Miller. Thank you so much. Anne Hintz. Thank you very much. Kelsey. Thank you. Jonathan Love. Thank you very much. Mary. Thank you so much. Twy. Thank you very much. And Anna Goldberg. Thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. We wouldn't be able to make this show without you. If you want to join this list of names, please head over to patreon.com and sign up to support us as a backer. You don't just get thank yous, you get other cool rewards in addition to that. If you sign up at the $5 level or more, you'll get access to the OneShot Secret Archive, where we have plenty of Skyjack's bonus content. If you liked this series and you want to know more about Remington Youngblood and the Youngblood family in general, you'll be happy to know we have an hour-long character and world-building session with Ben Meredith where we allowed the luminaries to decide Remington Youngblood's past. And believe me, it surprised me very much uh, and changed a lot of plans that I had, but in a very good way. That's up on the Secret Archive right now. Be sure to head over there, join us as a backer so that you can listen in. Thanks to everyone who supports us already, and everyone who's going to support us in the future. And now, the credits. Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Tyler A. Dave. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs, or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E-P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y. P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter, at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The game used in this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system that was created by a talented group of game designers who were fired by a private equity firm owning Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. Health to the strangers who've ever been kind, and once for our friends ne'er to rise. Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind, who know we can never deny the call of the sky. Welcome to Character Creation Cast, a show where we create and discuss characters, the best part of role-playing games, 
with guests using their favorite systems. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Bolter. And I'm your other host, Amelia Antrim. Join us as we sit down with game designers, podcasters, and fans of games as we dive into learning about different RPGs through the lens of character creation. It's a combination of character building, player advice, game design insights, and even a little bit of fan fiction for a different game every month. We tackle a variety of new and old games, both well-known and indie-produced titles. We learn how creating characters can tell us a lot about the games themselves. Check us out today anywhere you can get podcasts or on the OneShot Podcast Network at OneShotPodcast.com. <laughs>